Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with a special guest, Ken Weiselman. We will also be reviewing Mia and Magoo, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, and The Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure. So to start off the show, we have a very, very special guest, and we have Ken Weiselman, and he is part of the Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure and the whole Oogie Loves production. So welcome, Ken, and to help me interview him, we also have the adorable Morgan, who actually met with him last weekend. So how are you doing today, Morgan? I am doing very well, and how are you both doing? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for being with us. So like I said, we have Ken Weiselman, who's the producer of Oogie Loves. So tell us a little bit about your job being producer of this series. Wow, that's a very big question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Just was give us a brief overview. <laughs> you know, I guess the job of a producer is never done. You know, you you. Uh, I found this project. I really wanted to see it come to life and and the job's not over, literally, until the movie hits the screen. So, you know, one day you're planting tulips, and the next day you're fighting with financing people. But it's all about trying to make the best movie you can for the biggest audience possible. Absolutely. And tell us a little bit about the Oogie Loves and, you know, what made you want to start joining the project? You know, I really was looking at the state of affairs that are existing around the world, and you know, without becoming too melodramatic or anything, you know, childhood obesity rates are on the rise. We're taking music out of classrooms, phys ed out of classrooms. Kids in America get 54.3 hours of screen time a week and less than 11 minutes of outdoor play for the same seven-day period. And I, I really felt that what was important is that we found a way to make the screen an active experience. So for several years now, I've been, been haunted by the idea of doing an interactive movie that allows the child to get up and dance and sing and actually be part of the adventure. And the Oogie Loves and the Big Balloon Adventure is the first of, of three Oogie Love movies that we've planned 
that are all about getting up and dancing and singing and, and being part of the fun. I think that's awesome. And I think it's so true because, you know, some of the things that I like have talked about a lot on this show is that media is like all around us. And it's so easy for me to just like sit down in front of the TV or in front of the computer and just waste like three hours and not even realize it. So I think it's so cool that you're making this movie that really has kids get up and interact and do something and not just mindlessly be entertained. Thank you, so, Morgan, do you have any questions for Ken? What are the next two adventures called? Well, the second adventure is called The Oogie Loves in the Big Family Adventure. And then the third one is The Oogie Loves in the Big Holiday Adventure. But I, I, um, I was particularly impressed with you, Morgan, when I met you the other day. I, I couldn't believe just how grown up and responsible and, and professional you were. I was very impressed with you. Thank you so She's, much. You're welcome. <laughs> She's quite the little cutie, isn't she? She's amazing. So, I really Ken, thought she was a doll when I first saw her. I didn't realize she was even human. And it really Absolutely. So, Ken, I just wanted to personally thank you for bringing, being part of bringing the Teletubbies uh, to the U.S. because my entire childhood pretty much revolved around the Teletubbies. So I was like, oh, my God, I get to talk to the guy who like brought it to the U.S. So that's awesome. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's very sweet. I, uh, I actually helped produce the series with Ann and Andy, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm very excited about... Um, I have somebody in the room with me who's making funny movements as I'm talking to you. Um, the, uh, so I was, I'm really, it's always refreshing and exciting for me for people to uh, talk about things that I've done, you know, and I'm, I'm really excited about this movie, The Yugi Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure, because I think that it's, it's kind of a continuation of the work that I've been trying to do for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I'm 15, and, like, The Teletubbies, I think, was probably the first show I ever watched, and it was, like, my my entire childhood, pretty much. So, tell us, you're on the um, board of directors for Love Our Children USA. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, along the way, I've been blessed to meet some really amazing people, and Ross Ellis is one of them. Obviously, I have a very fond of Randy as well. You know, I, I really respect people who have a mission and a statement that they want to make and, and that are on a crusade. And, you know, Ross has been dealing with this issue of bullying for so many years and has really understood the importance. And it's only been the last couple of years that I think people have actually started to take notice about it. And, you know, I think that uh, one of the things that's really important in life is when you have success is that you turn around and you use that success to help others. And so whatever success I've been able to garner over the years, I really, the issue of bullying was particularly important to me. And, you know, we even had the Oogie Loves uh, do some PSAs a couple of years ago before anybody knew who they were to talk about the importance of not bullying other people. So, you know, for me, that that's certainly a tie that's bind me and Ross together, or Ross and I together. Absolutely. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be talking with a special guest, Ken Weiselman, producer of Oogie Loves. We will also be reviewing Mia and Magoo, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, and The Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure. So right now we are talking with Ken, the producer of Oogie Loves, and I was just talking to him a little bit about his work on the Love Our Children Board of Directors, and I think that's so awesome 
just because, you know, I'm a teenager and I just came out of middle school and I'm in high school now. And bullying is such, like, a growing problem. So I think that's so awesome that you're, like, addressing those issues. So tell us a little bit about the little... Can I interrupt you for one second? I want to just say thank you so much. I'm really sorry. I don't usually do that. Um, there's something else about the Ugulots that I really want to make sure that I tell you before uh, our time ends up going away, right? That one of the big inspirations for making this movie is how fed up I got with all the violence and negative images and stuff that you see in movies that we market to children. And I, I really, it, I, you know, I basically retired. I, I've been consulting and doing some work for people over the years, but I really didn't have a need or a desire to be the face of a project again. It's, uh, it's really exhausting, and it's, it's a real commitment to do it, to be very honest. And I wasn't sure I wanted to do it. But when I started seeing all this negative stuff, and I just got so fed up with it that I wanted to make a movie that didn't have a bad guy and didn't say to children that if you don't behave, bad things will happen to you. I wanted to make a movie that just had a lot of love in it, you know, and that just said to kids, love others because love is good, not because if you don't, bad things will happen to you. And, and the whole adventure, the Yugi Loves live in lovely Loveville, and everything is just about, you know, being happy and teamwork and friendship. And it's, it, there's drama and conflict in the movie, but it's done in a very loving way that's more about fun and funny than it is about a bad guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about Little Heart's Big Change. Okay. You know, we, um, as I said to you, I, I think it's important that when you have success that you use your success to help make, uh, change the world for the better. And um, when we first brought the Yugi Loves out, we did some PSAs, and then we had this idea. We saw the devastation that happened in Haiti, and we wanted to help. And we wanted young children to know that they could be part of the solution as well. So the idea with Little Hearts Big Change was that it was little kids, little children, and, and you know, or children of a variety of ages, and things that they could do, like have a, a treasure hunt where they look in pockets and under shoes and under sofa cushions to find loose change and to bring that to school and, and to help raise money for, um, you know, to help the kids in Haiti. And then you know, older children, we did a variety of PSAs for them to talk about uh, lemonade stands and car washes and, and other things that kids could do with their caregivers to help them raise money and feel like uh, more empowered in the world and, and that they were somehow making a difference. And Morgan, do you have some other questions for Ken? Favorite toy? I used yes. to, uh, me, I wasn't really into toys very much when I was a kid. I, I was really much more into drawing, painting, sculpting, you know, things I could make with my hands. Um, I did have this kind of weird collection. Should I tell you about it? Yes, you should tell us about it. <laughs> you know those rubbery, gooey animal things? You know, yeah, the, yeah. you find snakes and spiders and all kinds of just things made out of rubber. I had this weird collection of those. And I used to, um, like, I would get a, a whatever, a, an elephant. And then I would feel a need to make clothes for it. So I would dress up my rubber animals. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. And I've just said that on national television, radio, haven't I? <laughs> yes, you have. You'll never live that down. I think it's I actually will, fantastic. I will never live that down, but you can see I'm as honest What's as I can favorite? be. What, what? What's your favorite milkshake? Well, if I were going to drink a milkshake, it would have to be a really odd one. Like, I'm sure I would want um, chocolate in it, right? That doesn't sound very odd. 
But uh, let's see what else would I put in it. I put in caramel for sure, um, Oreos. Yes. Uh, maybe I put in some some like Swedish fish. You know those red those red I fish. I love those. I love those. And then maybe a few gummy bears or or um, sour patch kids or something. Well, it sounds delicious. Morgan, thank you so much for assisting me with this interview. And Ken Weiselman, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Unfortunately, uh, we're out of time, but thank really? you so much. I was having so much fun. I would stay for another hour if you had time. I know. I know. These segments just go by so fast. Thank it's you. so sad. But thank you so, so much. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you, sweetie. And thank you for all your support. And you know, I'm really grateful because without kids like you, there's no reason for me to make movies. Let me just tell you. And I love movies. It's like they have like the fish and everything, and it's funny. I'm so glad. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you, Raven. I'm so happy. Anything else I can do, you let me know. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Spanny from Pittsburgh Coming Attractions. I'm listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. 
You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the odd life of Timothy Green, and we have with us Julia. So how are you doing today, Julia? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Um, It's about a couple played by Jennifer Gardner and Joel Edgerton, and they want a child, but they can't have one. And one night they buried a box that had all of the uh, things that they wanted their child to be like. And later that night, a boy named Timothy, played by C.J. Adams, came out of the garden and changes their life forever. Well, that sounds like a very, very interesting movie. So what did you think of the film? I thought it was great. I really liked it. And what did you think of the cinematography and the visuals in the movie? It was great. Um, When Timothy had the leaves on his leg, they didn't look fake at all. They looked real, and I thought that part was great in it. And talk to us a little bit about your favorite scene or a favorite character, if you have one. My favorite scene is... At the end, when a little girl comes from the adoption center and she just comes running up to the couple and and that's what the couple's been wanting. And then they just walk into the house and she's already holding their hands and uh, they've always wanted a real child to their self and it was a really cute scene. Well, that sounds like a very cute ending to a film. How awesome. Like, what a happy way to end a movie. So, do you think you have a favorite character? Um, the I like the three main characters. They're all played evenly, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick uh, C.J. Adams, played, uh, Timothy, played by C.J. Adams, because he had a really important part in the movie, and... In the movie, he was just a brave character and um, was never mean to anybody. Well, I would assume he had a pretty big part in the movie, considering the movie is named after him. So I would hope that he had a pretty big part. But I think that's awesome that he's your favorite character. So tell us about the emotion in this film. My mom and my little brother, they went and they saw it, and my mom said that they both cried. And I was like, oh, I don't want to see it if I'm going to cry. So what do you feel like the emotion is in this movie? Yeah, it was it was sad. Um, me and my sister both cried in it. it. It's sad, but then also tears of joy. So, Well, that's good that there's like... But it definitely sounds like a cute, happy movie. And I think it's nice that it's balanced out with a little bit of, like, heavier emotion because it makes it more interesting. So what do you think of the soundtrack? Um, well, in the movie, I didn't really pay attention to it because I was more into, like, the movie. But 
Otherwise, nothing really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. And do you think there's anything you might change in this film? Um, nope. I thought it was perfect. Uh, all the scenes were great and everything fitted perfectly. That's awesome. So do you think that there's a certain part to the film that you might want to add? Like, I, I know there's nothing you would want to change, but could you see a scene in there that might be really funny or a scene that if you were the director that you might add? Um, not really. Not really? You're just like, oh, it was perfect the way it was. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So what age group do you think you might recommend this film for? Um, I would recommend probably ages 10 all the way to an adult because um, everyone would like it, but uh, there's parts where the parents would kiss and then all the other little kids would like, go like, ew, and I just thought age 10 would be the perfect. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Mia and Magoo, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, and The Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure. So right now I have with me Julia Chestnut, and she's from Denver. So Julia and I are practically neighbors because I live in Boulder and she lives in Denver. So yay. So Julia was just talking a little bit about what she thinks the age group should be for the film. And I agree with you that it's, like, totally for adults, but my little brother, who's eight, he saw it, and he loved it. So I think, personally, any age would like it, because my cousin, who's six, he saw it, and he loved it. But I definitely get what you're saying, like, with the kissing and stuff. So why don't you talk to us about how many stars you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I'd give it five out of five. It was so good. And tell us why you chose to give it five out of five instead of a lower number. I know it's really good, but give me some details. Um, it wasn't just one genre. It was, it'd make you laugh a lot. It Then it'd go to crying, and then it'd be happy. And it was a great movie, and it wasn't all over the place. So it just had scenes in the perfect place, and it was a great movie. That's awesome. So what did you think of the overall production? Um, It was just awesome. Me and my sister just totally agreed on what we both said. Um, I just think anybody will love it. And what's the thing from the film that stuck with you the most? Um, probably the ending of my favorite part. I loved it. Just so that was the thing that stuck with you the most? Yeah. And how old is your sister? Um, she's 17. Oh, awesome. And she liked it? Yeah. That's awesome. So did you relate to the storyline at all? Um, not exactly, because it was more about the parents that wanted a kid. So I feel like a lot of the parents could relate, but not exactly kids. Mm-hmm. 
And do you think you can relate to a specific character in the film? Or if you had to be a specific character, who would you be and why? Um, I could relate to Timothy because um, he's different. And some people like accept the way he is. And this one girl is very nice to him. And she sees, she sees him different, but is okay with that. And she's very nice to him and doesn't care that he's different. And besides the very ending of the film, is there another scene that you really enjoyed or that really stuck out to you? Um, there's a lot of scenes I could think about. But the scene that I liked the most is when Timothy didn't know how to swim and went down, to, just sunk to the bottom of the pool. And um, he was just sitting there and like didn't know what to do or anything, but he wasn't panicked. And then this other girl that um, wasn't that like accepted that he was different, she came down and helped him. And then he accidentally kicked her in the face and then she got mad, but she, once he said sorry, she accepted that he apologized. I think that's so funny that she kicked him in the face. Like, that's so great. He's just chilling on the bottom of the pool and he just kicks her in the face. So what do you think the biggest morals and messages are in this film? Um, that to not give up on your dreams you can follow them and they may come true someday that's awesome and do you have anything else to add that you think our viewers should know about this film um i don't think so well thank you julia it sounds like a fantastic movie so be sure to go check out the odd film the odd life of timothy green in theaters near you because it sounds very cute and very heartwarming let's take a break i'm raven devani from kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us right now Morgan and Juliana, and they are going to be reviewing Mia and Magoo. So how are you guys doing today? Let's start with Morgan. I'm very doing very good, and how are you both doing? Awesome. Juliana, how about you? I am very good. How are you? Awesome. So, Morgan, why don't you tell me what this film is about? This film is basically about a little girl, and she goes to the mountains because her father is like, she has this dream, and she thinks that her father has gone missing. So, she goes, and she goes to the mountains, and she tries to find him, and she makes new friends. And she meets the Migos, which are very kind, but like at first she's like, oh, I think they're going to eat me. And then, like, she finds out that they're pretty nice, and she finds out about the tree of life. And if the tree is sick, then it's bad for everyone, but when the tree tips over, there's no life and everybody's gone. Oh, my goodness. Well, I hope the tree of life doesn't tip over. Yes. It's like, oh, please don't tip over, you know. Um, Yes. We don't really want the tree of life to die, but the Mikus are actually trying to protect it, and this, like, mean person which is a helicopter pilot he tries to he kills he's trying to kill the tree right and now it's trying it's tipping over slowly but i cannot tell you something that's pretty exciting but the tree is actually upside down oh my goodness it sounds a little bit like avatar to me kind of like the yeah it sounds a little bit like avatar so, Juliana, what did you think of this film? Um, I thought it was really good. What I thought was actually really cool about it was, like, how the Migoo could, like, grow really big and then shrink down really small. And I also liked how it looked like someone, like, got it out of, like, a coloring book. I thought That's that was awesome. Really cool. So, is this film an animation? Um, yeah. But it looks like it was hand-drawn. That's awesome. So what did you think of the animation and the cartoons in the film? 
Um, I thought they did a good job, but it's like not as good as the animation of like our time. Well, I just found out that it actually is hand drawn, so it makes sense that it would look that way. So, Morgan, what did you think of the soundtrack of the film? The soundtrack was pretty cool, and it was clear, and you could hear each and every single character. And every character didn't sound the same. They all had a different voice and a different personality. And do you think the voiceovers matched the characters and the personalities well? And this movie is from France. Oh, that's awesome. So, was it, were there subtitles? No, no. They did one in um, English and one in French. Oh, that's really cool. That's awesome. So, Morgan, do you think you have a favorite scene or a favorite character? Mia is my favorite character, and my favorite scene is when she actually, like, meets the Migos. And why is Mia your favorite character? Because she has, like, long hair at me, but, like, somebody cuts it when she's asleep, but there's, like, because she's like somebody who's like pretty nice and she kind of relates to me actually I tell you the truth that's awesome she's adventurous just like me yes you are certainly adventurous and she definitely says how she's not afraid of anything just like me so that's awesome so Juliana do you think you have a favorite scene and a character and why um I agree with Morgan. I like Mia because she was, like, determined to find her father. But I also like the lady that cut Mia's hair while she was sleeping because she was kind of, like, weird and started chasing her with a pot and a spoon. So I thought that was kind of weird. And That does sound very, very strange. Yeah. And why did you like her character even though she was so odd? Because it's kind of funny how she was just, like, chasing her. And then she ended up, like, being really nice. And she was actually trying to help Mia. <laughs> well, that's a very odd turn of events. Her She goes from being, like, totally strange to helping. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani. And today we will be reviewing Mia and the Magoo and the Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure. So right now we are talking with Juliana and Morgan about Mia and the Magoo and they were just telling me all about it and it sounds very cute. So Morgan, what do you think of the emotion in the film? The emotion, it's like pretty much all over the place. Like one time you're worried because like there's like, oh my gosh, you're not so sure if the Mews are like gonna eat her and you're not so sure so it's like it goes to different sections of it mm-hmm. so i'm happy and juliana what age group would you recommend this film for um i think 7 to 15 because like i don't think the younger kids or their parents would kind of want them to like experience bad attitude and like talk of murder and they keep saying damn a lot, so I don't think that little kids should see that. Yeah, kids that are too young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Morgan, what age group would you recommend for? I have to go with six and up. 
And why six and up? Because, like, it's really something that's for kids, and, like, it tells, like, about life, and there's, like, there has to be, like, a way about how you should understand how the life was created and if life would end. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, what, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five, Juliana? Um, I would give this film three and a half out of five because I didn't really like the scene with the witch lady, but then I thought it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So. And Morgan, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Four. And why would you give it four? Because it was okay. It was It was okay. Okay. And, but it, it wasn't okay. your favorite? It was a little bit my favorite. So, I actually liked it. You liked it? That's awesome. Well, even for movies that I really like, sometimes I just give them four stars. Because, you know, unless it's a movie that I'm like, oh my god, that's my favorite movie. I don't typically give it five stars. So, Juliana, what do you think of the overall production? Um, I thought it was good. But instead of like in the ending where they're saying like where the na- who the like played that character, they could add like what happened to them after the ending. Then it would make like a little more sense. Mhm. Like to see how they evolved from then. And Julian, did you relate to the storyline at all, or did you relate to a specific character? Um. I think I could relate to Mia because of the fact that she wasn't afraid to, like, go out there and find her father. And, Morgan, do you think that if you had to be a certain character, who would you be and why? I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Mia, because I would definitely go on mountain climbing to the truth. He's like, I knew that was what your answer was going to be. <laughs> and why would you want to be her again? Yes, but the helicopter ride was pretty cool, and I loved being in a helicopter ride telling insurance. You've been in a helicopter before? No, but I'd like to be in one. Oh, you'd like to be in one? That's awesome. I think I'd be too scared to go in a helicopter, to be honest with you. So, Juliana, what do you think the biggest moral or messages that the film put out to audience was? Um, I think that the message is that you shouldn't fight because that usually gets you nowhere and then you create a bigger problem. So you should, like, work together and then you're, like, stronger and then you could, like, find a solution. Mm-hmm. And, Juliana, do you think there were any environmental messages in the film? Um, yeah, because there's, like, the guy wants to destroy, like, the island because he's greedy and he wants to, like, make more money with, like, these hotels and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Juliana, thank you so much for telling me all about this film. And Morgan, thank you, too. I really appreciate it. It sounds very, very interesting, so be sure to check out Mia and the Magoo.
Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us right now Cheyenne and Morgan, and we are going to be talking about the Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure. And we just had the privilege of talking with Ken Visselman, who is the producer of this film. So, Cheyenne, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And, Morgan, how about yourself? I'm doing very good. How are you doing? I'm good. So, did both of you get to go to the press junket and, you know, see the film? Yes, yes, we all did it together. 
That's so fun. So why don't you, I'll start off with Morgan, why don't you talk to me a little bit about the red carpet and um, the press junket before we start talk about the movie. And I actually got to talk to Chloe Leachman, which was very excited, and she plays Dot, Mrs. Dot. That's awesome. And Cheyenne, what did you think of being on the red carpet and the press junket? It was really good. Um, I saw Ken Weiselman and Ken Weiselman's mom and Cloris Leachman at the press junket who plays um, Grandma Dottie and Ken Weiselman is the producer. Yeah, they were really nice. That's awesome. I'm glad they were really nice. And I got to see some pictures of you lovely ladies on the red carpet and it looked like you guys had a blast. We actually so, did. Yeah, and you guys got to meet each other, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, we did. How fun was that? Very It was awesome. super fun. Awesome. And have you guys met each other before? I feel like you've done yes. a red carpet together before. Yes, okay. Just checking. Well, it's cool that you guys got to see each other again. So, Morgan, why don't you talk to me a little bit about this film? This film is, like, basically, it's about the Oogie Loves and, like, one of the Oogie Loves, he, like, he has these special balloons in his hands. Tell you the truth, they actually can talk. So, like, he lets go of them. He doesn't mean to. So then, like, they all have to go. They all went into different places. And, like, they have to go on this extraordinary adventure and get five of them, all five of them. And, like, they do a bunch of different stuff. They go and visit Tony Braxton, which she did, like, a beautiful song. But they get to, they also get to see Miss Chorus Leachman, played by Mrs. Dots. And they get to, Jenny Presley, and they get to meet, like, all these different characters. And they get to, like, meet them, and they actually get to go and to find the balloons. So, like, Roseblood, Rose. So, Juliana, I understand that some of the things are a little bit different in the world where the Oogie Loves live. So, what are some things that are different about their world as opposed to ours? Um, Their world, um, they have... Well, it's not really different. It's just the same thing. That's that's what is really cool. That's awesome. And do they live on planet love? I think that's what I think that's what Ken said. They live on planet like love, love or something. Yeah, they live in like the city called like Love's Land or something. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. I like that title. Mm-hmm. Which is it? It's like very colorful and fun and like pretty cute. And it, the puppets actually look real, and like the the butterflies mean that you have to, you could stand up, and like when the turtles come, you have to sit down, but you can be able to dance and sing and cheer, and you get to like pretend to drink milkshakes and do the milkshake dance and do all these kind of fun things. Oh, that's awesome! And did you guys get to do that while you were watching the movie? Yes, yes it did. was actually an interactive movie, so you could do whatever you wanted and dance along. That's so, yeah. so fun. That sounds awesome. That sounds way better than just sitting in a theater and being like, oh, this is cool. You get to get up and dance and move around. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, and, and, and it's like actually something young children actually need exercise. And like, what's a better way to get up and have fun while watching a movie, you know? 
Absolutely, because like, everybody loves watching movies, and if you can be active while you're watching a movie, that's awesome. Yeah, because usually you're just, like, getting, your mind's getting, like, sucked into this, and, like, you forget what you're doing, and you're like, oh, wow, and you just have to sit down in your seat, and you're, like, basically entertained with your brain, but, like, how about something where the kids, like, get to exercise and stretch and actually keep it going? Totally. Just be, like, entertained with their mind, like, just, like, watching the screen, you know, actually (laughs) have exercise. Yep, You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and right now we have with us Morgan and Cheyenne, and we are reviewing the Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure, which these two ladies had the pleasure of going to the red carpet and the press junket, which is super fun. So they were just talking to me about this movie, and it sounds very, very interactive, which is awesome. So Juliana, what did you think of the film? I mean, sorry, Cheyenne, I keep saying that. Cheyenne, what did you think of the film? I thought the film was great because it was the the first, um, the world's first mo- um, interactive movie. So it was really fun, and it was amazing. I just loved it so much. That's awesome. And Morgan, what did you think of the film? This film was like pretty amazing and pretty cool. It, and like I loved the little raccoon puppets, and they were like, they said that they do the dishes for them and stuff so it like they're completely different than raccoons in real life and that's too funny original, very original well it sounds like a very original movie uh, you know if you think of raccoons you think of like these masked bandits that steal your garbage at night and these raccoons clean your dishes which is awesome yeah so it's like very different like raccoons that clean the house and there's dirty, nasty raccoons. So like two opposite things, just like, don't you wish the real life raccoons could be the ones that do your dishes and like... Yes, I wish that. I wish that so much. Even. So, Cheyenne, do you think that you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this film? My favorite character has to be the Oogie Loves. And the other one is their pet fish, Ruffy. He is so cute, and he's, like, hilarious. I just love him. That's awesome. And, Morgan, do you think you have a favorite character or scene? Um, I actually have my favorite character already. It's actually um, the fantastic Cloris Leachman, and my favorite Oogie Love is Zuzi. Because she is like me, and I can relate to both of them, because, like, she actually is, like, a funny character, and she's, like, somebody who's kind of like me, and um, then Zuzi, she actually has bangs just like me. That's awesome. Everybody's just like you, aren't they? You just have a little bit of everyone, Uh, don't you? Even though you're still very, very original. Well, true, but, like, nobody's like us, to tell you the truth. And this movie is about, like, how you should, like, actually, like, how you should love one another and you don't, like, look at somebody and you see, like, how they're, like, you don't judge somebody by, like, the way they look. You have to get to know them to judge by them. Absolutely. And it definitely sounds like this movie is filled with love, which is something that Ken was talking about when Morgan and I were interviewing him just 
a little while ago on the show. And I think that's awesome. It does sound like this film is just filled with love and hugs and lots of happiness. So, Cheyenne, do you think that there's a lot of singing in this um, movie? Is it like a musical or is it not? Well, the Ookie Cheer, I'm not sure if it's like a song. And it's a cheer. And yeah, there's, um, there is um, kind of like a musical because there's some um, singing in the interactive movie. When, like, they look, when they ask Wendy the window and like when, um, when Toofy's pants was keep on falling down, they kind of sang to that. So, yeah, I love the music. It was, uh, it was an awesome, fantastic. That's awesome. So, Morgan, what did you think of the music and the soundtrack in the film? This soundtrack was pretty cool because there were like, no big, huge, like, you did not hear anything, like, really muffled. You actually heard it completely clear and pretty cool, so. That's awesome. And Tony and- Braxton's song was, like, awesome and amazing, which she is played by Rosebud. That's awesome. So, Morgan, what age group would you recommend this film for? Three and up. Three and Three, up? Cause, yeah, because the little ones can't stay in their seat, and this is, like, something that they enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, it looks like we're out of time for today's show, but Morgan and Cheyenne, thank you so, so much for telling me all about Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure and also thanks to Ken Weiselman even though he's not on the show anymore but thank you for talking with us and for producing this awesome movie and we can't wait for the next two adventures isn't that right Morgan and you can be able to see it on August 29th yes you can on August 29th that's fantastic Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun. Watch our film reviews by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.